through two. Welcome to the locals only lounge. Uh, hope you are joining us from the last pod we just got off of. If you are listening to this at a future date, I would recommend uh, checking your feed and going back to the previous podcast where we discuss uh, all manner of supporter group business, scheduling, planning, etc., etc. This is the lounge where we let our hair down and uh, have a more freewheeling conversation. Uh, well, we just got off a very freewheeling conversation, so but we're back at it for some more. Uh, I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. I'm joined now by our producer, John Cross. John, uh, good to see you again. Yes. Yeah, it's been a long time, like three minutes. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And we are joined. Uh, ben, is this your first time on the pod? First time. Okay, so this is uh, Ben Stern, a legendary local in that uh, he's not quite local. Uh, ben, what's your story, man? Where are you? Yeah, so I currently live just outside of Portland in the Beaverton area of Oregon, uh, but I did grow up in Scripps Ranch playing for uh, Scripps United under 12s. Shout out to Scripps United. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they've been uh, combobulated into some version of San Diego surf like all the other clubs have. Absolutely, yeah. So ben, when when did you leave san diego because you said you grew up there and you played so was it college that you left or before that when when did you leave san diego yeah so i went to college in uh, northern california sonoma state and met my now wife during those years she lived up here in oregon she got a real job first so she won the bet and eventually i had to move up here um but actually part of that story is that one of her bargaining chips was the timbers um, I think a lot of people that I'm familiar with in the locals know that I'm a pretty big Timbers fan. Um, real quick, there's the little... Oh, here we go. Uh, oh, yeah, right my, there. Look uh, at that. I got my no pity <laughs> scarf right there. <laughs> Love it. Um, so she, you know, this was back in 2009. And my wife, she's talking up the Timbers and saying, hey, they're about to go MLS. Uh, that's a big deal, apparently. So if you want to move up here, we can get season tickets and, you know, you'll finally have a team to root for because uh, so many of you know who grew up in San Diego. I mean, yes. it is a soccer crazy place. And yet, who are you supposed to root for growing up? The soccers are amazing. Absolutely amazing. But then what? You know, what What, what else do you get? Um, so I left before Cholos. I left before... Well, obviously loyal. Um, I can't really think of what else there is. You know, everybody was doing Galaxy or maybe Earthquakes at the time. Um, so yeah, I had a team to root for, and Portland called my name, and here I am. So then, what what got you? How did you find your way back to the locals, or you know, to San Diego? Like, obviously there was a team here, but um, how did you find your way actually to the local supporter group? Yeah. Uh, so right from the start, Loyal was sending out a lot of surveys to fans and trying to gauge, you know, what people wanted and what was the community looking for. And I filled out all those surveys from a distance. I wanted to be involved. And I think on every single one, I said, like, I don't actually live in San Diego, but here's what I see. And here's what I think supporters 
groups should look like and blah, blah, blah. Oh, and soccer team. And uh, I literally feel like Loyal themselves listened to everything I said. You know, as the <laughs> team was, was forming the from the colors, the branding, um, the sponsorship, I literally wrote in one of their boxes, just imagine having a gargoyle on your jersey. How cool will that be? <laughs> like, you guys should hit up Stone. Um, and and the, the outreach to the community, I said that was number one. Um, I said, growing up in San Diego, the diversity to me stood out more than anything. And I didn't realize it until I left going to Northern right. California, going to the Pacific Northwest. Holy smokes. It is a whole a lot of white people. <laughs> My goodness. And, and, you know, moving up here, I would hear, hear those stories, you know, Oregon had a lot of those sundown towns and things uh, until not that long ago, honestly. So um, there's a, there's a lot of history outside of San Diego that made me appreciate it even more. Um, so yeah, the most truly, important thing when comparing uh, Portland and San Diego. I mean, this goes beyond soccer. This goes beyond culture and demographics. Uh, beer. What <laughs> is your opinion? San Diego versus Portland. Who has the better beer? This is a this is a good conversation. Um, I refuse to participate. And <laughs> I will continue to enjoy them both. Uh, I really, I, I don't know what the statistics are. Maybe you guys know off the top of your heads, but um, there's all those statistics around about the, you know, micro brews per capita. And I think San Diego was number two for a long time. Um, maybe that got passed up at some point, but I mean, the scenes in both cities are unreal, absolutely unreal. So I can appreciate both fairly Equally. It's a very diplomatic <laughs> answer. Oh, that's what I um, was going to say. <laughs> the correct answer is San Diego. Uh, you, you did get it wrong. Um, <laughs> based on uh, all of my very scientific and unbiased research. Um, so, okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an open invitation, by the way, uh, for anybody visiting Portland and wants to go to a soccer game and have a couple beers. It's pretty easy to do. So. Come check it out. So I want to ask, uh, you know, so I, I, go ahead, John. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say when the draw was coming up, you know, we knew it was going to be Seattle or Portland. And and we did have some people come up. I, I'm going to throw this picture up here just now, you know, that, that you guys shared here. And I, I love your oh extra gosh. loyal, extra locals you, banner. Loyal, loyal playing in Providence Park. I would have, I would have made that. I yes. would have found a way. I would have freaking been there. That would be a once in a lifetime. I, I think we would have played in that, in that, in that field that that, oh my gosh, that venue would have been absolutely incredible. I think we would have had five times the number. So uh, that I wanted to ask you, Okay, you're a Timbers fan and you're a loyal fan. <laughs> Where do you sit on that match? So he gets one of those scarves that have both the teams on it. <laughs> no, uh, um, this is actually a pretty easy answer. So I I feel like I fell in love with soccer fandom because of all the cynicism, and that's a real English thing, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it exists here in America so well, thanks to Twitter, some Twitter talk earlier. Um, thank you. Twitter. Right. So just the cynicism that abounds is great. 
And in Portland, we have this wonderful history of losing to Eric Winalda's Cal FC in the U.S. <laughs> Open Cup. Um, and it was a literal meltdown. Our, our capos were trying to fight the players, like from the stands, telling them, you know, take the jersey off. You don't deserve to wear that. So just rooting for chaos, I, I easily would have been up there with you guys over in the corner uh, with all the supporting fans just rooting for the upset. I mean, you have to. You have to. That's the joy of the cup. So yeah, that's, that's a tough one. I Luckily for me, I don't think I'll ever be in that boat because unlike lots of people in San Diego that have a Premier League team or a La Liga team or a Liga MX team, I never picked a team because I wanted a San Diego team. I wanted an outdoor San Diego team because I remember going to see the San Diego Soccers when they were outdoor team in the NASL. And I wanted that back, and I just I could never get behind another team. I enjoy watching all levels of soccer, but I just I couldn't get behind supporting a team that's hundreds or thousands of miles away from me. So... I don't think I'll ever have to make that choice, which is good because I think that would be tough if I was in your situation. Because Portland has a phenomenal fan base. That's a that's tough. Very very passionate fan group, which is good. I wish we had even more of our MLS teams that were like that. I wonder. I wonder how much. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about MLS coming to San Diego, and I feel like. You know, you know, no matter what happens with our supporter group, I feel like uh, it, the MLS San Diego team will be well supported. Um, what that supporter group culture looks like, we, I'm not sure. I don't know how many people are going to embrace it right away, especially if they kill loyal. I know I will not, but um, I don't know. I don't know if Snapdragon is the place for that because I, I think Providence Park is such a unique environment. Um and and I, I know we want to talk about the open cup match, but I, I want to ask you, Ben, like how much does Providence Park being what it is and being where it is in the city, how much what role does that play in the the type of support we see in Portland? Yeah, um it's very unique. Right. It's unique across a lot of sports, but especially in the current American version of soccer, um, having that stadium in downtown, a pretty, pretty solid area of downtown that has access to a lot of different public transits and uh, food and beer spots. And, and just, you know, for me, coming from the burbs, uh, it's super easy to get to. So people in Portland can ride the bus. People outside of Portland can take the train and it's, it's so accessible. Um, and you just hear, you know, you hear the fans reverberating off the buildings outside the stadium during games. And it just echoes through that part of downtown. It is the coolest thing. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just all the history behind it's great. I know when I first moved up here, I was able to go to Beavers games. So that was the old Padres single a team i'll pretend i know baseball for a second um you know two buck tuesdays go get your beers cheap beers all the fun stuff and for them to kind of morph it into a true soccer stadium it's just amazing it's an awesome place definitely 
got to visit for anybody who loves soccer. Yeah, I, I've been there once, and, and to me, if I mean, I haven't even ever, I've never been to Europe, right? But I've obviously I've watched you know a lot of you know soccer, football, and stuff. Um, and to me, it has a very European like football grounds feel. Even the stadium being kind of like you know cobbled together from an old like you know the stands don't quite match it's very european and being in the middle of the city like that it really has that that feel which uh yeah you don't get at uh these uh big stadiums in the middle of parking lots <laughs> yeah although i mean to be fair sometimes the parking lot's pretty nice so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got some parking lot stories <laughs> anyways so you did make it up to Seattle for the open cup match. Um, what were your, and I think you were probably uh, there. How many, how many uh, loyal fans were there? Uh, your group? How, how was that? Yeah. So I traveled up by myself. Um, there's a couple other people around Portland who support loyal and, you know, everybody had the same kind of response. Like, I wish I could go, but it's, freaking Wednesday night like what am I supposed to take two days off work for this like I just can't swing it um lucky for me I was able to take the next day off because of my own kids from work but anyways um there has about not a huge number um I'll call it maybe 20 25 loyal supporters kind of dispersed between two sections down there in the corner and um you know, part of that number is family members as well. So kind of additional people. Uh, so 2025 might be a little generous. Um, I know everybody wanted to come to Portland and the amount of people that would have showed up for that, I'm sure would have been amazing. Uh, but Seattle <laughs> yeah, was a little different. No, nobody really wants to go to Tukwila <laughs> and uh, it's a little more pricey as far as I know too. So that's kind of tough for people with travel, but I got to make the three hour drive. So that wasn't too terrible for me. Um, a couple of people drove down from Bellingham, which is, I think, North Washington, and maybe one other couple from nearby in Seattle. So a couple transplants up there. So was this your first loyal match in person, or you've been to a game in San Diego? It was my first away game for loyal. I've been to four or five games at Torero at this point. I try to make a family vacation every year. Oh, I talk quieter. I try to make my family vacation every year <laughs> right around the end of July when we usually have two home games in a row so I can catch a doubleheader and uh, just kind of hang out with the crew and, uh, you know, get that experience. So, yeah, I've been to a few at Torero. Um, I honestly can't say that I've ever seen us win a game. So I'm putting that out there right now. Oh, that, no. That, that well, maybe you should a, a stop coming to games. It sounds like you're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> it might be possible, uh, but you know, if if we weren't superstitious about everything, why would we be supporters? So I'm gonna keep trying. I'll keep trying. <laughs> so I want to ask you a little bit about the the banners you made there. That yeah, you know, like kind of a little bit of the story behind them. One of them I'm putting up on the screen here. That's actually behind you, but I thought I'd put it up there so it'd be a little easier to see. Like. How did these come about? Because there was a lot of chatter here locally about 
Like we, not only did we have people there, but we had people there that had banners and we had banners up. So I think a lot of people appreciated the the work that went into that and that you got them into the stadium to get them hung so that everybody, everybody could see them. Yeah. Me. Okay. I know people can't see my beer, but I got the fanzine beer here. This is a Fort George beer from Astoria here in Oregon, collaboration with Georgetown. So this is my chance to say fuck Seattle. And <laughs> um, honestly, I, I paint a lot of banners for the Timbers as well. Uh, so in the Timbers Army, it's just one of the things I enjoy doing. I don't consider myself an artist at all. Uh, I'm a teacher. So I create some crummy image and put it up on my overhead in my classroom and have a student trace it in their free time. And then eventually it makes its way onto a banner. So it's just something I like doing uh, because it's a version of leadership, right? Banners are right. something like you just said, John, um, people see that and it's kind of like a, a beacon. It's, it's an idea that somebody had a good idea at some point, maybe it was a terrible idea, but at least one person out there is going to see it and think, Hey, that's cool. Or that's ironic or that's great, funny, whatever. Um, as long as one person connects with it, it's, it's kind of worth it to me. Um, so it's something that I just took up doing and I, I really like trying to come up with things that multiple people can connect to. So the one you have on the screen right now, it's, you know, the USA with bum. And originally I had these crazy, you know, what do they call them? Um, delusions of grandeur. It's like, Oh, eventually we're going to have this Pacific Northwest loyal supporter group and i can make like a pacific north no you know there's a couple of us and that would have been silly so i uh, just tried to do something that would basically represent everybody who's it not is a there. massive club ben i don't know if you knew this but we are a massive club well, uh, rob mcclenny uh owns a loyal jersey um major celebrity major <laughs> club owner in europe uh we are just a massive club so i, I don't think that is uh a pipe dream at all i think that's yeah. totally reasonable yeah I, I honestly like all the guys i play futsal with in oregon you know a bunch of them bought jerseys after the uh the incident with phoenix years ago when landon took yeah. the team off the field they were just like oh this team represents what i care about i'm getting a jersey um so the brand name i mean i'd i'd be curious how wide it really does truly reach um but yeah stuff I, like that I, I wore my, uh, oh, which jersey was it? I wore, I think it was my, it was 2021. So whatever we were wearing in 2021, I did wear my, no, it wasn't, it was 2022. So it was a, one of the Rocket League ones. But I wore my, it must have been my keeper jersey. I wore it in, in Portland and I and I got compliments. I wore, wore it to a soccer bar and, and people thought it was cool. We went to watch Man City on a, on a Sunday morning and, uh, I got a lot of compliments on it. I mean, some of the best jerseys, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I've had, I mean, I've been supporting the Timbers for 11, 12 years now. I don't know how old I am. And I have more loyal jerseys already than Timbers jerseys, like easily. Just the merch game, man. The merch game is not good for MLS. <laughs> okay. No, it, it is not. So you're you're uh, an an MLS guy. 
So I've got to ask you about the well. Hey, come on, you're a Timber TA, you're a TA guy. You're doing banners. You're you're at yeah, Providence yeah, Park. Yeah. You're it's you're fair. watching these uh, MLS teams come through. Um, what do you make of the MLS to San Diego conversation that won't die, and uh, the prospect of MLS in San Diego? And uh, further, uh, this is three questions. Uh, the possibility of an MLS franchise coming in here and supplanting the our our precious loyal. Yeah, all stuff I don't want to talk about. Um, I <laughs> I like for me, you know, this is a personal thing. I love having loyal in the league that they're in, so I can truly invest in in both teams that I have right now. Um, if they were, if loyal, the brand and all the good stuff that comes with it, if that was to go MLS, that would obviously be a, a difficult conflict for me, I think. Uh, but I also have that dream that they stay and just dominate USL and USL can become something even bigger than it is at the moment. Um, you know, there's maybe pro rel talk in here as well, but the idea that I don't think MLS is ever going to cross the streams with USL ever again. I think MLS has made a lot of steps to negate that from ever being a possibility. But if relegation was to happen within the different ranks of USL, who's to say that that can't also become incredibly popular across the world. So um, I hate MLS. I love my club here in Portland. And that's a very widespread feeling with a lot of people. A lot of people wish that the Timbers stayed in USL, honestly, when they first made the jump and years after. There's just a lot of shenanigans. That's something I wanted to follow up on and ask you about, because you sounded like from your timeline you gave us that you came to Portland about the time that the MLS team was happening. And I'm wondering what some of those conversations might have been at that time. You just told us what some people think now still, like, would have been nice to stay possibly in USL. But, um, like, how tough, and it may be hard when when you were getting into it to see, because there might have just been excitement about being into the new league, because you and Seattle came in the same time, right? Seattle was in one or two years sooner. Maybe Were they? Okay. I think maybe two. All right. Years. So, but just but yeah, was there any talk? What was there uh, any talk about um, making the jump or not making the jump? Did you hear anything when you were there or people? Because you did come up as the Timbers, so you kept the identity. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just curious what kind of talk there was. There's a uh, there's kind of like a slogan around here. So now we get into the Seattle talk. Um, there's kind of a, this catchphrase that Seattle got fans because of MLS and Portland got MLS because of fans. So this idea that um, there was people that cared so passionately about the club that they went to city hall, stormed city hall, if you will, and uh, basically demanded that the vote go through for the stadium to have some approvals to get them to MLS. And so that was a big, a big thing that happened kind of right before I moved here. They were still in US, I, I think it was USL at the time. I, 
the league had changed, you know, it wasn't NASL anymore and there was right. the A league back in the day. So I think it was USL right. at this point. People were so scared that the league was going to disappear that they wanted MLS because it was a guaranteed <laughs> thing. Um, so that was pretty important. I would say just that sort of, you see it in the women's game too, just this guarantee of a league that will right. hopefully provide stability. So that was, that was a big part of it. Yeah, that's really what I, uh, I mean, this is, you know, I'm getting into my uh, negativity here. I got to apologize to the <laughs> listeners because I've been told I'm too negative. But, <clears throat> you know, when I look at San Diego Wave, which is our uh, NWSL team, and the amount of uh, support, I mean, the amount of fans that come into the stadium, they don't have support the same supporter culture that loyal has, but they do have, you know, tens of thousands of fans showing up to the games. Right. Um, and then I imagine what happens if MLS comes to San Diego. Uh, I, it's not hard to imagine tens of thousands of fans showing up for that hypothetical MLS club as well. So that kind of uh, reminds me of what you said about, Seattle getting fans because of MLS uh, because I feel like for loyal like loyal has fans and and we as fans um, if MLS is happening we are all of the mind that it should involve loyal right but as the rumor mill suggests that it will not uh, it really leaves these kind of these like the people that you would want on the ground floor of a professional, you know, franchises supporter group, uh, out in the lurch, like what are we supposed to do? Just drop our support for loyal and pivot to a, a, a San Diego FC MLS team, because if it's not us, it's going to be some other Yahoo's starting a supporter group. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, it really, uh, I guess it's up to each individual to decide what to do and how to proceed, but it really, really turns you, turns my stomach in knots just imagining that kind of conflict. Um, I don't know, John, what do you, what do you think about that? I, I have thought about the possible scenarios a lot, and I, my gut feeling is I, I'm going to kind of go on with Ben said a second ago, I really hope we don't go MLS. I hope we stay USL. I hope, I hope the Loyal are the men's outdoor team, you know, the, the kind of dominant one in San Diego. I would rather not have an MLS team at all. But if an MLS team were to come and it wasn't going to be the Loyal, I mean, if, it was, if the Loyal gets absorbed and moves up, I won't be happy. I'll be like in Ben's position. I'll support my club, but uh, not going to be thrilled with MLS. But if I, I would be one of those people and I doubt, well, I don't know. I doubt. I'm not sure how many of us there would be that if the loyal tried to continue in the USL, do what they're doing in Miami. You know, you got inner Miami and Miami FC. If the loyal were to continue and a new team came in to be MLS, and we have both of those, I would 100% stay with the Loyal. There is no way that that MLS team would have any of my loyalty. 
Nice. I, uh, I mean, am I allowed to say the C word? The, that, the schmargers. Um, there's just that feeling around that American football team that, uh, you know, they represent, or they, sorry, excuse me, represented a city for a lot of people. And so to take a team out of the city that they no longer have any kind of connection or they shouldn't. Um, and so I know, yeah. I, I mean, I know a lot of people feel that same way in San Diego. And I know for me from a distance, that was important to me uh, for this situation with a team going to MLS and representing the city in MLS. I mean, it's a really tricky situation because it is such a perfect destination for an MLS right. franchise um, to be able to deny that is, is kind of silly. And I mean, I, I think everybody listening to this probably realizes it, but Don Garber, he brings up San Diego every chance he gets. And he has yes. for five or six years now, every chance he gets, he'll mention it, even when there's no ownership group or no team involved. Um, so he wants it. Everybody wants it. Uh, it was the same with getting an NWSL team there. And maybe you can give me the 30-second version of this, but I was one of the people. I love going to Thorns games. Thorns are great up here in Portland. I was one of the people swearing up and down that San Diego was the, the perfect place for an NWSL team. They needed it. They would support it. It would draw huge crowds every game, no matter what. And it would be a lots, destination. For lots of Range Rovers coming down from North County for uh, <laughs> San Diego wave games. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Um, I stole that from Tony at two balls, by the way. I can't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Tony. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, you know, why wouldn't you want to travel there to go to an away game and all the stuff that goes with it? So, no, no, it, it is quite the conundrum and somebody just needs to figure it out so we can stop posting about it in Discord. Right. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> That's right. You are you are active in Discord, aren't you? So you're no, no stranger to these these conversations, of course. <laughs> Yeah. It, it it really is uh for for me this existential like crisis and that's why I bring it up on every podcast because I'm I'm freaking terrified of like this being like of losing this of losing this community that that we've built over the last 3 4 years, you know, all the like new friends I've made and and like you know, I play drums at the game. Every game, I, I'm I'm I play drums the whole game, and like just getting to play a drum. Like you know, I, you know, once I graduated high school, it was like, well, I guess I'll never play you know the snare drum again in a at a at a, at a game. And like now I <laughs> now I get to do it again. Like it's 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 awesome. I love it. And uh, you know, losing that just uh really really sucks. And like. I don't have to lose it. I, you know, if this MLS team comes, you know, I could, I could redecorate my drum in, in generic city name FC colors and, and, <laughs> and, and go and, and be part of that. But I would feel like such a freaking sellout. Like, I mean, I'm like a nineties kid, right? Like the, uh, the concept of selling out like looms large in my head, you know, like I don't want to be a sellout. I don't want to be like corporate. I don't want to, you know, 
wear a generic Adidas jersey or, or kit, you know. Sorry, you know, you, you like Portland, but MLS, they all wear the same kits. There's no variety, there's no fun. Uh, at least at least Portland got to keep its its name, but like this whole new wave of MLS teams, it's all enter this and and city FC this or, or FC city. If they really want to spice things up, it'll be, you know, <laughs> and I just, oh, I just, I'm, I'm very much a, a doomer when it comes to, to the prospect of MLS in San Diego, uh, if it doesn't involve loyal. <laughs> yep. When I, I, I like what the team, the club stands for. I think that that is a huge thing for me. So supporter group, we could all still be part of a supporter group and support another team, but which team I support is very important to me. So much so that I am one of those people who, um, while I love having an outdoor women's professional team here in San Diego, I have yet to go to a match. And most of that is because of the owner and the situation we had, he was supposed to put the team in Sacramento and he up and was on Epstein's, down Epstein's to San flight Diego. logs. And, you know, yeah, well, there's, there's <laughs> all kinds of things, but <laughs> I just, I have trouble. I always bring that up. Contributing to that organization. I love their coach. They have so many fantastic players on the team. Um, but I just have a real hard time. First of all, I mean, besides all the other stuff the owner has done, but I hate this idea of picking up a team from somewhere else and moving it. Like we hated it when the Chargers left and here's someone who did it. And now that we have the team, like, oh, well, it's okay. It's in our city now. So I'll go. I, I just, that bothers me. I, so much so that I, I have yet to attend a match. That is a great, great point. It, it, it does look like a, a lot of fun, and the team is a lot of fun. You know, they signed a local, uh, a 15-year-old oh yeah. girl um, who got professional minutes last week, uh, I think at the end of the match. But, um, like, it, it's exciting. And, like, for, you know, for women's soccer and for, you know, one of the, the things that is is very uh, apparent and this is secondhand knowledge because like john i haven't been to a game yet uh th- the crowd is there there is a lot of girls in san diego county who play soccer and and that is a big uh part of the the fan base that are going to these wave games it's not just wave fans it's the u.s women's national team fans who are who are going because we have national team players on this team and it's it's really fantastic that they have that they have this here and and you really have to uh kind of respect that um but like john said there are these other outside issues that that impact that but I, you know i i think for uh for san diego as a whole as a as a soccer town we have and we we touched on this i think last week in the in the lounge right where we have we have Gold Cup uh, this summer. We have a semifinal, which I did end up getting uh, tickets for. John, <laughs> I I, uh-huh. I bit the bullet and 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 got some tickets. Um, there's uh, the uh, obviously the the World Cup coming up in a few years, and then uh, I think there was another 
uh, match. Was it the Women's World Cup, John, that we were talking about coming? Well, we got also... Copa America. We don't know if we'll get a game here in, in San Diego, but the Women's World Cup, possibly. The U.S. and Mexico are looking to put in a joint bid. And then the Olympics, right? The LA Olympics in 28. So, I mean, there's multiple summers here in Southern California of some high-profile soccer that's going to be here. Yeah. So, I mean, and not to mention the 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 reality team, the reality show team coming this summer, which <laughs> I also have tickets for that uh, at Snapdragon, the, the Wrexham and uh, one of the Manchester teams, the, the one that's not good is coming. Uh, I mean, I guess they're like in third place, right? They're not, they're not, not good, right? They're not Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> right. ben, ben, do you have a premier club that you support? Uh, yeah, I've been following Liverpool since I was a kid. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you don't have to apologize for supporting Liverpool. They're, it's it makes sense. Like if I if I had known like before, like I don't really care that much about Premier League. I just kind of latched on to a team at at a particular moment, and I don't have any like philosophical like. Like, I would never support Real Madrid because, like, I know about their history with Franco and fascism. Like, I would never be, like, a Real supporter. <laughs> um, and I think Liverpool is, like, the opposite side of that, which, you know, is appealing to me. But I had already picked the uh, the nation-state oil team. So, I guess I'm <laughs> – I guess that's where I'm at. <laughs> as, as one does. <laughs> It is it is fun, let me just say, like it is fun, like 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 oh the team I like uh, is good and winning. Like that that is a very nice like thing to happen, which you know, Liverpool you experienced a few years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and back in two thousand four or five, uh the Champions League final where we were down however many goals yeah. made a huge comeback. That was one of those first you know, again, hi, I'm a San Diego sports fan. Um, right. That was one of those first moments where it was like, wait a second, your your teams can do this? Like, you can be the one who wins the game? Like, you get the championship? That's cool. So let me, let me, let me take that because I want to tie that into another moment. And this is that moment when uh, in, in Tacoma, when a ball was rolling out of the box and a, 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 a center back with a flowing mane of golden hair from New Zealand came out of nowhere and just absolutely drilled it into the back of the net. Um, we all lost our goddamn minds. What happened in the stands at the stadium when that happened? Yeah. I, first I want to say, I still watched that. You know, the reaction video floating around. I know you guys showed it again on the pod earlier, but um, like I'll just watch that and feel happy for a while. I mean, <laughs> that was a pretty insane moment. Um, so it was that it, in front of y'all? Was that at your end of the stadium? Was that where yeah. y'all were? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you guys are describing it as, you know, like, oh, the camera cuts out and you can't. So we're watching. I mean, this run up of I don't know 15 20 yards I mean he's just out for a leisurely jog and I kid you not has to start 
to my hand, right? Has to start leaning his body over because uh, anybody who's kicked a soccer ball and this ball was, I mean, it was pumped up something special that night. It was bouncing off everybody's foot. First touches looked terrible from both teams. There was something in the air and he leaned over that ball so far to keep it down. I, I honestly don't know how that was physically possible. Um, and the trajectory that the ball went was something else. And holy smokes. Yeah, that was special. So, oh, so we, we lost our minds. Yeah. yeah we, we, <laughs> so we in the stadium, lost our minds. you're surrounded by Seattle fans, right? I feel like there must have been some kind of begrudging respect for like what they had just seen, right? Like what was, what was the the other side's reaction when that ball uh, basically burned a hole through the net? Yeah, I think I posted this in Discord, but um, the fans have been chanting like from the 88th minute on. We're going to win the U.S. Open Cup, bop, 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 bop. and they were still chanting it. And that ball went in and the whole place just went silent. And that felt good. That, <laughs> as a, as a Port, Portland Timbers person, that felt pretty good too. Um, because you never do, you don't sing before the game's over like that. That's Everybody knows that. And if you don't, now you know. So that was awesome. Um, that was great. And it's still just unbelievable. And, you know, when he scored the goal, Kyle just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you see on the replays, he's just like, what? <laughs> like, that right. what I, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, like, he didn't just score, like, the best goal in club history. I mean, something else. The deep cut there is he hit that ball like Bill to a Loma. So um, maybe one person out there gets that one. But, man, what a strike. That was unbelievable. And then, I, I mean, I don't know what happened the rest of the game. So, You know, what well, that moment, because <laughs> uh, you were talking about Liverpool and, and, and like, seeing, like, well, this is possible with, with one of my teams. Um, that moment, even though we went on to lose the match, that moment and, and seeing that ball go into the net and, and like, the feeling of, of realizing what had just happened, you know, and this is a team that's made the playoffs. We've had we've had good wins. We've had exciting wins. I've never felt like that. Like when that ball went in, that was next level stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you see it, you know, in movies and on TV. But that was that was something else. And uh, you know, I I'm surrounded by a good soccer community here in Oregon, and I my phone was blowing up. Everybody's on the phone going what what just happened that was crazy so i don't know how many people were watching the stream online if there was a number uh if anybody has any idea how many people were actually watching that game but yeah, it sounded no like idea. a lot of neutrals neutrals were tuning in because everybody loves to watch seattle lose so <laughs> well and also spreading the the highlight the the clip of the goal was like everybody shared it like it was like espn you know the whatever the men and blazers like everybody shared the highlight. So it was like going around on, on Twitter for sure, because anytime you get a, a, a goal like that, it's going to get people's attention. No matter that could have been an, an, an ASL uh, match. And like that clip would have gone, you know, viral because it, it, goals like that, you know, it doesn't matter what 
league it is, it's people are going to get excited about it. Oh yeah, yeah, that was nice. That'll that'll stay up it, here for a long time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So I'm I'm curious. Um, Andrew brought up something about Wrexham earlier with their match down here against Manchester United, and I feel like it, it's definitely spurned a lot of talk about various things from pro rel to ownerships to all kinds of things. Is oh it gosh. as much of a conversation up in Portland? Cause I'm wondering we are lower league, right? We're not major league soccer. So I think people see and pick different things out of that series and what's going on and what's happened this year with them with getting promotion. Um, is there similar kind of talk up in Portland? Do people talk about it a lot? Is it not really a big thing? Is it? I'm I'm curious if there's a difference in your community with an MLS team as opposed to the way we seem to talk about it a lot with a USL team. Yeah, um, I'm not sure how to answer that. I honestly feel like with all the soccer people I know, nobody cares about Wrexham here. That, that I'm familiar with, uh, but I have small circles, so I don't know that for sure. Uh, but nobody really cares about them. I've, I'm a soccer, insane soccer person. My kids will, you know, oh, daddy's got the remote. What are we going to watch? Soccer? Like, <laughs> it's all I do. And yet I've had a hard time watching that series as well. It just, you know, it doesn't really feel real to me for whatever reason. Um, so the show itself, I wouldn't say it feels as relevant around here, but, you know, that relevancy as far as proximity, that's cool. I know a ton of Man U supporters who, if I go talk to them, probably find out they're going to travel down and try to go to those games. Sorry, I said the name, Andrew. My bad. Um, I, I'm not I'm not that invested. You're tuning in, out. In it. You know, I really do uh, – uh, I really do believe, though, that the Welcome to Wrexham TV show, I mean, I will watch that show, and I will not watch Ted Lasso. Like, it is the better, like, soccer show on streaming, uh, in my estimation. Um, You know, John, you mentioned the uh, uh, Wrexham and the Pro-Rail conversation. I don't know if you saw this. uh, I I tweeted about it today, but uh, the – so Galaxy 2 – which uh, used to play in USL, and now they play in, I don't know what this league, MLS Next Pro. Uh, They are going to play Wrexham in this little US tour. And the Galaxy, uh, somebody from Galaxy, the chairman, the the somebody, some bigwig from Galaxy made a comment about Wrexham would struggle in MLS. And you know what? Yeah, no shit. You know, actually, there's no way for them to get to MLS in the U.S. because we have a, a an intentionally closed system. So all of the Wrexham like magic, the 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 enthusiasm that you saw when they secured their championship, and and like this tiny, it is not a large city, but like everybody flooding that stadium, all of the support and all of the excitement, and you know, people in the states paying attention to it, like. That not only would it never happen here, it could never happen here. Like, yeah, no wonder they would struggle. You've built a system that is closed where this could never happen here. So I, I just thought it was really rich that anybody from MLS 
would have anything to say about Wrexham's ability to hypothetically compete in MLS because you know what? Fuck you, man. You've, you've built your own playground <laughs> and you built a fucking wall around it. Like, ugh. I, yeah, I, I also don't like MLS, Ben. I'm sure you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I kind of roll with that real quick. So I remember it was kind of a hot topic last year of loyal, well, locals, supporters, um, talking about, you know, do we root for Sacramento? Like, how do we feel about that? And for some people, it was really easy. That was like, hell yeah, we root for Sacramento. And some people had a grudge. I think it was Carlton Belmar frustrated some people. Um, but, you know, that's, you have to enjoy it, right? You got to enjoy that part of the sport and the opportunity that it brings. And without pro rel, that's something that's missing for sure. And it would be great to say the U.S. Open Cup means the world in the United States, but I think it's pretty easy to say that to a lot of people it doesn't. And right. so that's unfortunate. Well, that is all going to change because uh, welcome to Wrexham season two is going to drop this summer <laughs> in the midst <Surprise. laughs> in the midst of like the Gold Cup and uh, uh, their 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 U.S. tour, which is just going to shake the U.S. Uh, sporting populace. I mean, this is part of the summer when all we have is fucking baseball, man. Which is God. I'm I'm sorry, Andrew. I got I have to interrupt you real quick and remind you that I will be as an MLS fan. I will be too busy watching the League's Cup or whatever right. yes. rendition of MLS versus Mekis that we've come up with at this point. So I can't keep up with every soccer game out there anymore. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like for. For the, I'm I'm talking on the the generalist, the uh, non-super engaged soccer fan. Uh, this is a the summer is really pain, especially like after the NBA finals. Like it's really tough pushing through to like August September when like the NFL starts for like your your beer guzzling you know chicken wing uh, guy who doesn't you know, and this feels kind of like that that little hole right like this uh it, it, it can you know be uh, uh one of those moments where it's like you know what maybe i'll watch that reality show on hulu and then it's like you know what we need pro rel in this day we we need this here like maybe maybe this is one of those things that really gets the ball rolling and and public uh pressure on uh u.s soccer and mls to like oh i don't know do something good instead of something bad. Like, well, I mean, what if they were to like rearrange their season to match up with Europe? Like, man, can you imagine like not having this ridiculous, like American soccer season schedule and actually matching up with the rest of the world? Well, we do follow the money. So if there's (laughs) money in reality TV, I think that's something MLS will find out real quick. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. all right john do we have any other lounge topics that we need to hit while we have i think ben has been such a great a great guest um any other burning uh portland pacific northwest or mls 
topics that we need to hit before we say goodnight? Before we go. Uh, I don't think so. I would just like to request, Ben, the next time you're down, I'd, I'd like to actually connect with you in person when you when you come down next time. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if we'll have a barking lot around any of those home games. but uh, When is your next would... vacation, Ben? When are you coming down here? July, you uh, said? So we got a lot going on this year, but I um, wasn't sure we were going to come down. But talking to Ricardo, I hadn't – oh, so that was cool for me, by the way. So I know a lot of people have talked to Ricardo, but uh, when I went to Seattle, I was there before everybody else. And so he wandered over and we got to chat. And so that was super exciting for me. Um, a little fanboy moment. And right. he was telling me about that schedule that I didn't, I didn't realize that Loyal's gone for however many games, like six games. Is that crazy? Oh, yeah, we're just, we're just coming into that here. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I I guess I didn't understand that fully uh, from a distance. So the first game back, I think it's July 29th-ish. And you can imagine yeah, can that the energy around that game uh, coming back from being away for so long will be pretty immense. So I'm hoping to maybe figure that one out. And uh, that would be my destination, yeah. Got a lot going on here in August. So awesome. quick. All right, Ben, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on the lounge with us. I know it's, it's late. It's a, it's a big, uh, a, a chunk of time, but, uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, Hey, where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? Are you on Twitter? Where, where are you at? I hang out on Twitter a little bit and my at is bump kick spike. I'm a volleyball guy as well as a soccer guy. So there you go. And John, where can people find you? Uh, best place is at Discord, uh, John Cross. All right. And uh, I'm Andrew Dyer. I'm also on the Discord. I am on Twitter at Andrew P. Dyer. I am trying to get off of Twitter. Uh, once again, if you have a Blue Sky invite, please send it my way. Um, uh, otherwise, uh, yeah. hey, um, if you have feedback for, for the pod, uh, something you want us to talk about, something we don't do, something we're doing uh, wrong, uh, let me know. Uh, drop me a, a DM, hit me up on Discord or on Twitter. Um, I'd love to get feedback on what we're doing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much uh, for joining us in the chat. Dylan, uh, thank you so much, and we'll see you all next week. Woohoo!